are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. It is Friday. We are just a couple days away from the season opener for Louisville football down in Atlanta against Ole Miss. There will be one more episode before that game, so the final preview and predictions will be posted on the Monday edition of the show. But with the last show this week, I want to get into some positional comparisons. We'll begin with you know offense. You know what I mean by that is we'll compare the Louisville quarterback core to the Ole Miss quarterback core and etc. down the line. We'll flip over to the second segment by focusing on the defense, and then we'll finish out the show by analyzing the key positional battles that are to watch for for the game on Monday night. Before we get into that, like I said, my name is Dalton Pence. I'm a credentialed media member for Cardinal Sports Zone, where I serve as a recruiting analyst and a feature writer. And I also do some PA announcing work for the university in sports like baseball, soccer, lacrosse, field hockey, etc. You can follow my Twitter page at dpence underscore, and the podcast Twitter page is lo underscore Louisville. And if you're an NFL fan, well, you're in luck. The season is obviously about to begin, and nobody covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network. From August 30th to September 8th, Locked On's Ultimate Season Preview is taking you through every team and every division with the help of Odyssey's Ross Tucker and Jason Lockenfora. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you like to get your podcast. Tune in beginning August 30th. But let's get right on into the show. Uh, I wanted to start out by comparing position by position between both Louisville and Ole Miss and basically determining you know which program has the edge. We'll start the first segment off in the offense, starting right away at the quarterback position. This is where I don't want to upset Louisville fans, but you know I have to call it how I see it and call a spade a spade here. When it comes to overall quarterback rooms, I think Ole Miss has the edge on the cards. But I think this battle comes down to Malik Cunningham and Matt Corral. Um, I want to call this you know an even push and just call it equal. But um, I do think that you know comparing systems. And overall, I you know I want to go Matt Corral just because of his ability. You know, as a passer, I think you know he's a better passer than Malik Cunningham, and he's shown last season that he has definitely improved as a scrambler. And his ability to extend plays with his legs is really kind of up there with Malik Cunningham as a pocket passer and as a quarterback in general. I tend to favor Matt Corral just because of his ability to sling the ball all over the field. In this argument, I'm going to go with Matt Corral. Um, has to do a better job of not throwing interceptions through 14 last season, but last season had a 71% completion percentage, just under 3,400 yards, 29 touchdowns, a quarterback rating of 177.6. Right now, I just think he's a better quarterback than Malik Cunningham, but that's not to say that it's not a close battle because I do think it is at the end of the day. Looking to the running back core, if we're just basing off of one player, you know, Jerrion Ely is, is the best running back in this game, one of the best in the SEC in my opinion. But when you analyze the core, that's where it kind of gets a little interesting. So for the cards, you have Jalen Mitchell, Hassan Hall, Travion Cooley, Maurice Berkeley. I just don't think Ole Miss can contend with that. Yes, you do have Jerrion Ely. Uh, Henry Parrish has shown that you know he has potential. But I think this Louisville running back committee is one of the better ones in the ACC. I think that Jalen Mitchell is going to bust onto the scene. 
Hassan Hall is obviously a very talented back. And then you have Travion Cooley, who's going to turn a lot of heads this year as a true freshman. And Maurice Berkeley is definitely some comfortable depth. I just think from top to bottom, yes, you're very top-heavy with Jerry on Ely, who would start for the cards, in my opinion. But at the end of the day, we're analyzing positional battles. I think this is where, you know, Louisville is going to be able to win this one just because of the depth that they have. Not to mention that it's not just depth, it's the quality that they have. You know, I, I am a firm believer that Travion Cooley could start at some ACC programs this season. Maurice Berkeley for other programs could be, you know, in the in the two deep. You know, just having those guys is an extreme advantage. And not to mention you have Joar Jordan, who just joined the program back in August. The Syracuse transfer speedster, which could 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 see some run, you know, maybe not till the middle to the end of the season seems more like a play for next year. But at the end of the day, you do have him waiting in the balance along with Aiden Robbins, who's had a solid fall camp. So overall, I don't necessarily think this is close. If we're talking about the starters and comparing the starters, it's a different story. But if we're comparing, you know, the whole positional outlooks, the Louisville running back core is triumphing over the core for the Ole Miss Rebels. So looking at wide receiver, and this is one of the toughest decisions out of this whole exercise because you have guys like Braylon Sanders and Dontario Drummond who are both seniors. Sanders last season has been really kind of battling injuries, but he averaged just over 25 yards per reception last season. And not to mention, you know, being able to have that experience in the wide receiving core is big in not only Sanders, but Dontario Drummond. It'll be interesting to see John Rice Plumley, the quarterback that I've been talking about, now has been listed as the second string at the second wide receiver position. You also have Jacor Peter Pearson, uh, Braylon Brown, Dennis Jackson, and then at the third wide receiver, Jonathan Mingo starts there, the true junior, 6'2", 225. So there is some experience and potential in that wide receiving room. I think that you know, overall, it's kind of very close. And when you look at both situations, there's a lot of similarities in the fact that you have guys that weren't necessarily the guy that are coming back and being forced to step up by committee. When you look at the Louisville football receiving core, um, no surprises there. Jordan Watkins, Braden Smith, and Justin Marshall, the starters. Outside of that, you have Amari Huggins-Bruce, Josh Johnson, Shy Wirtz, Jalen Carter, uh, Tyler Harrell. And that's kind of where I think that Louisville's going to get the nod once again because when you compare the starters, it may be a different story, although... I am inclined to go with Louisville if we're just comparing starters. But what puts the wide receiving core for the cards up over the top in this scenario is just the fact that you have guys in that two deep like a Tyler Harrell, like a Josh Johnson, like an Amari Huggins-Bruce. And you also have Jalen Carter, uh, a former uh, EKU transfer that is turning heads in fall camp. And then you have grad transfer Shy Wirtz that has also taken upon a leadership role. So at the end of the day, it is close. Both wide receiving cores are being tasked with doing the same thing, and that is replacing a ton of production from a season ago and having to step up by committee. Uh, looking forward to the tight end room, this is where things aren't particularly close. Um, tight end with, for the cards, Marshawn Ford behind him, Isaac Martin, Des Melton, Francis Sherman. Um, for the Rebels, you have Chase Rogers, Hudson Wolf, Demarcus Thomas. Um, in my opinion, this, like I mentioned, it's not close. Marshawn Ford is going to be one of the best tight ends in the country. Yes, I said it. Not only is he going to be one of the best 
tight ends in the ACC, but also the whole country as well. I'm not saying that Chase Rogers isn't going to be good in that system that really utilizes big plays, but at the end of the day, I think that Marshawn Ford is the clear-cut answer here. And not to mention, if you want to be technical, you know, Francis Sherman, Isaac Martin, Des Melton, all of those guys have some potential as well. So all together, this tight end group for Louisville is triumphant in this exercise. And then you have the offensive line. And this is where, you know, Louisville fans are going to be mad with me, but I'm going to go with Ole Miss. Here's the thing. I get that Louisville is returning a lot of depth. They can go about 8 to 10 deep comfortably. You know, offensive lineman Jack Bicknell confirmed. You have some guys like uh, Trevor Reed, who's primed for a good season. Cole Bentley's on the Remington Award watch list. Uh, there's a ton of guys. Caleb Chandler is is getting a lot of preseason love. But at the end of the day, you have an Ole Miss O-line that brings back four starters from a year ago. Um, you have one of the better offensive linemen in the SEC, in my opinion, in senior Ben Brown. And then you have Orlando Umana at the center position. So I think it this is very close to being a push. But at the end of the day, you know, this is an SEC line that was able to protect Matt Corral pretty well last season. So I'm going to give the Rebels the edge here in this exercise. Before we get into the defense, let's discuss a little bit about Built Bar. There is no controversy or tough decisions here. It is the best tasting protein bar out there. They have so many delicious flavors. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. Cookies and Cream has, has risen up the totem pole in terms of my priorities within the flavor realm. Um, if you haven't tried all the flavors or don't know where to start, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. But not only are the Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 45 grams of sugar, net carbs, amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. You can order today and get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you choose. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So be sure to go to Built.com and you'll get 15% off your first order by using the promo code LOCKED15. Once again, that's use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, so we discussed a little bit about the offense. Let's move on to the defensive portion of the exercise. We'll begin with the defensive line. Um, we've talked about the starters on the defensive line for the cards, but for reference, when you look at the defensive ends, it's Yaya Diaby and Ramon Poirier. At nose tackle, it is Malik Clark. Also within the two deep, you have Aston Gelati and Tiberius Peterson at the end. And then the two and three at nose tackle is Dez Tell and Jacques Turner. For Ole Miss, um, for those who aren't aware, I, I mentioned yesterday uh, Sam Williams is one of the key players to watch. He's starting at defensive end, true senior. You also have Cedric Johnson. Tariquius Tisdale is getting a lot of love. Taiwan Malone. Demon Clowney, um, who was actually looking at Louisville for a time if you follow Louisville football recruiting. At the defensive tackles, you have Isaiah Eiton and Quentin Bivens, who are just at that 300-pound mark. You also have Katie Hill and Jamon Gordon. Frankly put, the Ole Miss defensive line was one of the worst in the SEC last season. Um, simply put, they did not get to the quarterback really whatsoever. So in my opinion, you know, they have to improve a ton to even get consideration, you know, further in the season to win a positional battle like this. But at the end of the day, I know that the Louisville defensive line isn't the greatest. They're looking to build upon, you know, some foundation that has been laid through quality depth and experience. 
but I think that the Louisville defensive line gets the nod here just because the Ole Miss defensive line is one of the worst in the conference, and it really struggled last season and was kind of one of the main factors as to why that Rebel defense was just so awfully bad last season, uh, giving up about 40 points per game, just under 312 I'm sorry, just over 312 passing yards per game. It's you know it is what it is. At the end of the day, they do have some talent on that line. It's it's. I'm not saying that the Louisville offensive line should be in cruise control because that is definitely um, you know misleading. I do think that it's going to be a challenge for the Louisville offensive line because I think that you know Lane Kiffin and company are going to try to come out and really leave their mark on this game early. But I do think when you analyze, you know, the personnel on both lines that the Louisville defensive line unit is superior in just the sense of, you know, you have your pass rushers and now you have quality depth at the defensive tackle position. The The linebacking committee is a lot closer than I thought it would be after looking at it. Lakia Henry, a true senior starting at outside linebacker, you have Chance Campbell in the middle. But at the end of the day, I think that the Louisville linebacking committee is winning this battle as well. Let's face it, if Jacques Jones returns to this defense, there is a completely different argument to be had. Uh, definitely could end up being, you know, a, a first, a probably likely a second day draft pick next spring. But, um, you know, he's not here. He's transferred to Kentucky. So there's a big gaping hole that they have to fill in that defense, in that um, very prime middle linebacker position. And when you look at the Louisville unit, there's a ton of experience that's coming back. You know, they're returning almost everybody but Rajay Burns. You have Monty Montgomery. You have C.J. Avery, the quarterback of the defense, is back. You know, you have Yasir Abdullah, Nico Kiki, Jack Fago, uh, Marvin Dallas. There is very comfortable depth at the ones and the twos for Louisville, and it's quality depth as well. You know, we talked about the difference between just regular depth and quality depth being able to you know, sub your twos in and not get a drop-off in production and talent. It's such a valuable thing to have for this Louisville linebacking core. I think that this is a very comfortable position battle for me uh, because, like I mentioned, Ole Miss doesn't have Jacques Jones, and you, know, you have the depth at Louisville. You have the leadership. I know that there's some issues with tackling and stuff like that, but I do think Monty Montgomery is going to bust onto the scene and continue the momentum he had at the last half of last year. Having C.J. Avery back is just great for the younger guys and for overall communication. And not to mention, you know, I think that he is very good in coverage. And then you have guys like Marvin Dallas, Jack Fago, uh, Nico Kiki that can get after the quarterback. And that's just something that I'm not sure that Ole Miss has in terms of that extra gear that they can go to. I think, you know, a Lakia Henry is you could end up being one of the better linebackers in the SEC if everything goes well. But um, outside of him, there's just so much uncertainty at the middle linebacker position and behind Henry at the outside linebacker position. So it'll be interesting to watch to see how they're able to cover Marshawn Ford um, and the other tight ends for Louisville. But at the end of the day, I think the linebacking core is going to be superior in the Louisville program. And then the final battle is the secondary in which both programs are kind of in the same spot in a nutshell. They return a lot of depth at the cornerback positions. Uh, Keetro Clark and Chandler Jones make up one of the best cornerback tandems in the ACC. Uh, For the Rebels, you have Jalen Jones. You also have Deion Leonard or DeAndre Price and Ja'Cory Hawkins. So there is a ton of experience and you know, veteran leadership in both 
cornerback rooms. Um, I do think depth-wise, it's kind of a toss-up, but this is where the starters kind of uh, come into play when you have guys like Clark and Jones. Um, I give the nod to the Louisville cornerback committee. Um, you know, not only do you have you know some of the best cornerbacks in the conference, but you also have guys that are going to surprise a lot of people in Grady Vance, Kenai Walker, Trey Franklin, uh, Derek Edwards. It could be close when you look at it from the outside looking in, but when you really dive into context and analyze these players, I don't think it's all that particularly close when it comes to the cornerback committee. Although the Ole Miss cornerbacks got better as the season progressed last year, so that's something to look at. Uh, and the, the safeties is where you really have to you know, dive into this. Jake Springer and A.J. Finley start right away for the Rebels in this safety committee. Um, they have, you know, Springer is a senior, AJ Finley's a junior, and then you also have depth with Kedron Smith, who's also a senior, Jalen Jordan, a true sophomore, and then a true freshman coming in, Derek Bermudez. Their recruiting class in the 2021 cycle was primarily focused on defense. It was a top 20 class, a, a ton of top talent that's coming into that defense in Oxford. We're seeing that with Bermudez right away. Uh, uh, Markevious Brown is in the cornerback room. Uh, Tysheem Johnson at the nickelback. So there's going to be some added depth that the Rebels are desperately needing. So that's kind of where that makes this comparison really interesting and it um, makes it tough to gauge in terms of overall quality. I do think, you know, Louisville adding two grad transfers really bodes well for that unit because there's, you know, just not a lot of game experience. And, you know, between those guys, neither of them have taken an ACC snap, obviously. The only other player in that safety room that's taken some ACC snaps is Josh Meekins Jr., and that's very minimal. You have true freshman Ben Perry, who's going to have a very long career for the Cards. Um, you also have a guy like Shaverick Williams and moving on and um, down the line. So I do think that this is going to be um, an interesting battle between the safeties. And honestly, I may be inclined to go with Ole Miss here. I think this is going to be my first push. And obviously, it's the last positional comparison. So it's going to be my only push. But um, what really puts the secondary portion of this over the top for the cards is the cornerback comparisons and Kittrell Clark and Chandler Jones just go over the top for me so I'm going to get the nod for Louisville in that realm so Louisville sweeps the defensive comparisons before we look into some of the key positional battles let's discuss some key things you need to know about betonline.ag it's that time of year again and all eyes are turning to football as teams prep to get back on the gridiron to start the football season as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest. Open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Uh, from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait and take advantage on all on all of the great offers available for the 2021 season. Be sure to also use the promo code Locked On. Uh, also, another thing to take advantage of is their opening day super promo, which is a make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, that's okay. Your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 
All right, so the final segment of the show, I want to identify and analyze some key positional battles for this game on Monday night. The first one I want to take a look at is the Ole Miss offensive line versus the Louisville defensive line. Obviously, this battle has the ability to sway this game in one team's direction. Uh, Number one, being able to put some pressure on Matt Corral and blowing plays up at the line of scrimmage, not allowing him to sit back in the pocket, make his reads, and make timely decisions is going to be the key for the Louisville defense. And for the Ole Miss offense, you return a lot of experience on that offensive line. Um, It's going to be interesting to see how they are going to try to contain Yaya Diaby and the force up front. So uh, this is the first battle to to really focus on because of the implications it has on the rest of not only the defense for the cards, but the offense for the Rebels. You know, the main storyline, in my opinion, is how is the Louisville defense going to slow down slash contain the Ole Miss offense? Well, it all starts in the trenches, you know, having to disrupt the offensive flow for the Rebels and make life miserable for Matt Corral and Jerrion Ely is you know perhaps the biggest key for this Louisville defense because as we've seen through the past couple of seasons with the Louisville defense being able to gradually and gradually develop and progress and go to new heights, it begins with improved play on the defensive line because if you're not getting pressure in the opposing backfield, you know, you can only do so much in terms of coverage. Your linebackers can only do so much sideline to sideline. And um, we'll talk about that you know, positional battle here in a second. But at the end of the day, it's going to be a matter of you know, getting into that defensive backfield. But not only that, you know, capitalizing, getting to Matt Corral, knocking him down. At the very least, making him think twice about his reads. Um, and, you know, on the flip side, the Ole Miss offensive line, this is an opportunity for them to not only establish the run, which I believe that it's, it's going to be one of the keys for that offense, but also being able to allow Matt Corral to get connected with that wide receiving core that is looking to take the next step and solidify themselves as a unit. So this is the first key positional battle. The next one, like I kind of hinted at, is the Ole Miss running back core and the Louisville linebacking core. Now, obviously, there's a rebuttal to be made here um, if you're listening to this, basically saying, hey, Dalton, I mean, it's not just the linebacking core that's trying to shut down the running backs. You can argue that it's on the uh, Louisville defensive line to not allow the Ole Miss offensive line to create the holes for them to run through. Personally, I mean, that that, that is very valid, but I would think that with the speed of Jerrion Ely and some of these other guys, I think outside runs is where we're going to see Ole Miss try to establish first uh, because, you know, you do have guys like Jerrion Ely who is an extreme speedster. So, you know, you're going to have to have guys like Monty Montgomery, C.J. Avery, uh, Marvin Dallas, Nick Kiki, Yasir Abdullah be able to go sideline to sideline and get past the offensive line to get to the running backs before they get to the you know second part of the defense. So um, in in a in a nutshell, I mean obviously it's a whole effort from the defense that's going to be necessary to stop the running game. But at the end of the day, I think the linebacking core is the key here. Because, um, you know, they had the issues of tackling last year and completing tackles that resulted in some unnecessary big-time plays for opposing offenses. That could be the case here if they're not careful. It's going to be interesting to see 
how well they worked on that um, in the spring ball throughout the summer and then into fall camp. Um, you're going to have to have some of your best players, which are in that linebacking core, really step up and set the tone for the rest of the Louisville defense. And then on the flip side, you know, establishing the run opens up a ton of possibilities for this Ole Miss offense. It alleviates some of the pressure off of the passing game, and it allows you know Matt Corral and Jerry on Ely to run some RPO packages and um, you know just overall have their will and set the tone. You know, up tempo would be deadly if Ole Miss is going to be able to establish that run. So definitely a positional battle to take a look at. And then the third positional battle that I'd like to take a peek at, and this is this is one that. I think it's going to be one of the more underrated battles in this game is the Ole Miss secondary against the Louisville wide receiving core. You know, if you look at both of these units, they're both trying to prove themselves. Like I mentioned, this Ole Miss secondary is returning some pieces from a year ago that saw some improvement toward the latter half of last season. But um, it's all a matter of continuing that momentum and imposing their will right away on a Louisville wide receiving core that is somewhat vulnerable just because they don't have those go-to guys like Tutu and Dez any longer. They're going to, you, know, you won't have an alpha in this room, or at least not at the beginning of the season, so to speak, or so we think. Um, but, you know, flipping it on its head, you know, guys like Justin Marshall, Braden Smith, Jordan Watkins, Tyler Harrell, uh, Josh Johnson, Shy Wirtz, Amari Huggins, Bruce. Question still remains, which guy or number of guys is going to step up in this room? And uh, more importantly, which one is going to be able to take advantage in this game against Ole Miss and create some mismatches against that Ole Miss secondary um, this, like I mentioned, this is one of the key battles because I think that both teams are going to try to establish the run right away. But at the end of the day, um, I think that the Louisville offense had some issues with being a little too predictable last year that put them in a lot of third and long situations and kind of stalled some drives. But being able to get some production out of those wide receivers and you know create some separation to where you know it allows Malik Cunningham to go through his reads and you know find open guys. Um, you don't have to add pressure on him to you know make you know gym throws every single time. You know, he drops back, and it also alleviates some of the pressure off that running back committee as well, and, you know, taking away some of that attention to where the Ole Miss defense can't stack the box because they have to respect the guys out wide. I do think that they have the personnel to do so. It's just a matter of executing and producing results. So we'll have to see early on how the wide receiving core is able to stand out against the Ole Miss secondary, especially in creating separation and just making them pay based upon that separation. They have speed, they have some size in guys like Justin Marshall, and they have shiftiness all in that wide receiving room, but it's just a matter of putting it together and going out and executing. So those are the three battles that I look forward to the most. We also discussed um, you know, the positional comparisons between the respective units on offense and on defense. Um, like I mentioned, Monday will be the final preview for the Chick-fil-A kickoff game. Uh, be sure to follow a couple of the podcasts that I've been recommending, the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast that um, is hosted by Jeremy Wallman, Joe Wallman, myself, Sam Baisden, Sean Barber, Wes Brown, Higgy, a uh, ton of personality in that room. Uh, you get your weekly dosage of Louisville sports along with some comic relief, so be sure to tune in there. Also, the Locked on Bets podcast, which is um, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. 
Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. You can follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag. Wherever you get your podcasts, that's going to do it all for us uh, on this Friday edition of the show. Be sure to follow the podcast Twitter page at LO underscore Louisville. You can find my personal Twitter at Defense underscore. Also, be sure to like, subscribe, uh, leave a comment of how you like the Locked On Louisville podcast on whatever avenue and streaming service you get it on. As far as content goes, that's going to do it all for us on this Friday edition of the show. Everyone have a great Labor Day weekend. If you're going down to Atlanta, be safe. Uh, celebrate accordingly, be responsible, uh, but most importantly, go cards, and we'll see you back here right on Monday.